good day. My name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. All right, so make sure you whip out those poker journals because you're definitely going to want them for this episode. We are talking exploiting your opponent's pre-flop tendencies. As we go through this, I'm going to go through uh, one specific HUD panel of one of my opponents. We're going to look at their different pre-flop tendencies with that HUD panel, and I'm going to give you multiple ways to exploit all of those tendencies. All told, we're going to go through 12 different exploits based on just one player's HUD panel. So like I said, whip out that poker journal. Excuse me while I whip this out. (laughs) And go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod. Four, five, six to help you take notes with the episode. I'm going to go through um, all the tendencies and the exploits. Then I'm going to give you a couple of tips, and then I'm going to give you some key action steps, playing with purpose and studying with purpose action steps. That's going to have you practicing the things that we discuss in this one. Okay, without further ado, let's undo this gambate. We win and they get the chips. That sucks, dude. But I'm telling you, it's jobs. We gotta get jobs. Then we get the khakis. Then we get the chicks. Starting tomorrow, we gotta stop playing games. A key part of profitable poker is playing the player, and we generally do this by exploiting their tendencies. So first, what are tendencies? Now, these are things that a player tends to do in similar situations, kind of repeated uh, patterns of behavior. Maybe uh, their tendencies, maybe it's a habit they developed, something they've learned as valuable, or something they don't know that they do. But as an observant player, you have picked up on these tendencies. For example, let's imagine Bob is sitting across the table from you, and he rarely three bets. Now, if you're playing live, maybe you notice this because Bob has only three bet once in a thousand hands that you've played against him, and at one time, he showed down pocket aces. Or maybe you're an online player and you look at his HUD stats and three bet or his three bet stat is only at 1%. Yeah, he's very tight three better, you know? Now, no matter how you spot a player's tendencies, live or online, stats, paying attention to showdowns, whatever, it's valuable information because now you have a way to exploit them. And to exploit tendencies, you make plays that take advantage of those tendencies. So against Bob, he's a tight three better, right? When he three bets you, you can easily fold with 99% of your hands, especially if he three bets to a large size, 9, 10, 11, 12 big blinds. However, let's imagine he makes a small three bet to just six big blinds. You can call with a really wide range because if you get lucky on the flop, he has pocket aces, maybe kings, maybe just queens, right? He has a super strong hand. You get lucky on the flop and hit something better than his overpair hand, you can possibly win Bob's entire stack. Every tendency can be exploited in many ways. All you need to do is answer this question for every opponent. What do they tend to do and how can I exploit it? So we're going to discover 12 different exploits over six different pre-flop tendencies using just uh, one player's smart HUD panel. You can see it in the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod four, five, six. Villain four is this villain. It's, um, you know, anonymized, right? We don't need his exact name, but villain four, let me go over some of these stats in this little um, uh, a screenshot right here. I have over a thousand hands on villain. 
He's a 38-8 player, VPIP and PFR. He folds to steals 56%, folds in the big blind versus a small blind steal 48%. He folds to three bets 0%. Now, I have a 1,000 hands on this player. He's faced a lot of three bets. He folds 0%. And three betting himself, he's at a 4% three bet. Now, some post-flop stats which are worth mentioning. Today, we're talking about pre-flop exploiting tendencies. But whenever you play against a player, you've got to think about post-flop as well because you're making decisions right now against them pre-flop. But quite often, you're going to see a flop, a turn, or a river, or and a river, whatever, against a player, right? Starting to understand how they play post-flop is going to help you pull off um, uh, pre-flop exploits as well. So when we think about this player, post-flop, he folds on the flop versus C-bets 68%, folds on the turn 63%, and folds on the river versus a bet 63% as well. He is a post-flop folder. So let's talk about the first tendency we notice on Villain 4. It's that he defends his blinds almost half the time. We know this because he folds versus steals 56%. If he's folding 56, he's continuing the other 44 almost half the time. And in the big blind, he folds versus a small blind steal 48%. So more than half of the time right there, he's defending. That's his first tendency. He defends his blinds almost half the time. Exploit number one against a blind defender like this. You have to expect a call, so steal with post-flop playable hands. He's not folding often enough to justify stealing the pot with a hand like nine deuce off suit. So choose big card hands, suited and connected hands work, and pairs as well. You want a decent chance of flopping something playable against this defender. Now exploit number two, you want to c-bet bluff almost all flops. Now, this isn't an exploit you can use against um, uh, any blind defender, right? We're talking specifically about Villain 4, and I talked about his folding uh, uh, versus C-bet stats, right? He folds on the flop 68%, folds on the turn 63%, and folds on the river 63% as well. He's a great C-bet bluffing target who gives up when he misses the board. Now, exploit number three is to open raise with larger value sizes. So maybe you've noticed something about this villain. Um, Maybe he defends. It seems like he defends with the same range versus a 2.5 big blind open raise or a 3.5 big blind open raise. If that's the case, you want to go larger with your premium hands because if he's calling, regardless of the size that you make it, you're getting a lot of theoretical value with your best hands. Now, of course, I say theoreticals because you open raise with pocket kings. He could defend with jack eight off suit and hit two pair on you and crack your kings, right? So at least pre-flop, your kings has a high, high, high equity against his defense range. But anything can happen post-flop. So that's why I say that theoretical. But you always uh, you always have to get value while the getting's good. So make those larger raises pre-flop with your best hands when he's likely to defend just as often. So we talked about Villain 4's tendency of defending the blinds almost half the time. Let's think about a different player. Maybe he has an opposite tendency. He does not defend the blinds often. So a fourth exploit against somebody who doesn't defend the blinds often is steal his blinds as often as possible with anything playable once again. But you might even be able to throw in those nine-deuce-off suits to pick up a quick pre-flop pot. 
Okay, let's get back to villain number four here. Uh, another tendency of his, he hates folding versus three bets after raising. And we see this because his raise and then fold to three bet is at 0%, right? So here's exploit number five. You want a three bet big for value. He is not folding. So if you hold uh, pocket queens, kings, or aces, go big with your three bets. And of course, expect a call. And exploit number six, only three bet bluff from in position. So you can see bet steal when he misses the flop. Once again, we're talking about this player who defends a lot pre-flop, but gives up quickly on the flop. And your positional advantage, if you are three betting from in position, the cutoff or the button maybe after he open raises, he's going to check to you on the flop. And if he missed it, if he doesn't have a top pair, doesn't have an over pair, he's easily going to check fold against you. Now let's consider somebody with the opposite tendency. They are quick to fold versus a three bet after open raising. Maybe they're folding uh, like 60% or greater. So exploit number seven right now is you want a three bet bluff as often as possible. Because he's folding a lot, you are three bet bluffing a lot. Once again, if we think about position, it often helps to be in position when you're three bet bluffing. And it really helps when he's raising first in with a 20% or greater range of hands. So you want to take a look, uh, you know, consider their open raising position, especially if they open raise a lot out of the MP and the cutoff. You have some really good three bet bluffing opportunities in the cutoff and the button when you have position on them. So getting back to villain number four here, he's an honest three better with a three bet at just 4%. Now, because he's an honest three better, you got an easy exploit number eight. You want to raise frequently when he is, um, you know, in the blinds or in position against you. He might just call and you don't need to expect a three bet bluff. But if he three bets to a large nine, 10, 11 or 12 big blinds, it's a good idea to uh, to fold your weakest of hands. Don't defend that often. But that takes us to exploit number nine. You do want to defend against his three bets when you have suited connectors and pocket pairs, especially if he has a hundred big blind stack, like a large stack behind, and if it's a small three bet. So the goal here, when you defend against a tight three better, um, the goal is you want it, you want it to be cheap to defend against them, but the goal is to crack their big pocket pairs. So you want those speculative hands, suited connectors and pocket pairs that can hit two pair sets, uh, uh, turn, uh, hit a straight draw on the flop, turn a straight, that kind of stuff, right? And if he makes it super cheap to see the flop, like, like I mentioned before, your opponent Bob, who three bets only to six big blinds, and if they have a ton of chips behind to win, it's worth calling with more hands than just the best hands versus the three bet. Those speculative hands can crack big hands, big hands on great flops. Now, what if he has the opposite tendency? Let's think about another player. This is tendency number six. Maybe he's capable of three-bet bluffing, so you might see a three-bet percentage of greater than 6%. If you're playing live, you'll see him get to showdown after he three-bets with like jack-10 suited and ace-5 suited and pocket-8s. So a tenth exploit we can use is before you open raise, expect a three-bet. So you want to narrow your open raising range so you can defend more frequently. Now, it's possible, given the situation, right, um, you might know that you're going to fold versus his three bet if you hold seven, six suited or ace, eight offsuit. So just leave those out of your open raising range. You don't need to open raise them just because they're in your standard range right there. If you narrow your open raising range, 
It allows you to to defend with calls or four bets more frequently. That is uh, helping you exploit his three bet bluffing tendency. Now, exploit number 11 against a frequent three bet bluffer, open raise to a larger size to discourage him from making more costly three bet bluffs. So players who three bet bluff a lot, they love three betting to eight or nine big blinds, right? But if you make it 3.5, 4, 4.5 big blinds as an open raise, you're going to discourage them because they're in their mind, they have to go at least 3x quite often. If you make it 4, that means they have to bluff to 12. They're often just going to fold or call instead of committing all those chips to you. And exploit number 12, you want to 4-bet rebluff him by open raising only with value hands or hands that you're willing to 4-bet rebluff with. So you're looking ahead. You spot the 3-better. You know he's capable of 3-betting. So you narrow that range even more to rebluffing and then 4-bet value hands. It might be something as simple as like pocket queens and better, ace-king, and like ace-five suited if you want to throw in one or two 4-bet bluffing hands. And when you do 4-bet rebluff him, it's up to you. If you think you can rebluff him and he'll fold, uh, you have ace-five suited, he'll fold versus your 25 big blind 4-bet, go ahead and make it 25. But oftentimes it's going to require a full shove or if you make it 25, he might think you're bluffing. He can come back over the top and shove his 100 big blind stack into you. You can reshove or make it something around 25 big blinds as a four bet to get him to fold. It's kind of up to you in the moment based on your opponent and your hand, what you think he'll fold to. So I have two tips for you for this episode. Every tendency can be exploited in many ways. That's tip number one. So it's your job to notice the tendencies and figure out how to exploit them. You want to use the question, what do they tend to do and how can I exploit it? And tip number two, once you know how to exploit their tendencies, you must pull the trigger when the time is right. So if you know how to exploit Bob, but you never do it, you're just not actively using your knowledge to play the player. You won't be earning the value nor the bluffed pots that you could be earning, thereby limiting your poker success. Challenge! Here are your two action steps for this episode. The first is a play with purpose action step. I want you to play your next four sessions this way. Open up just one table. Now, starting with the player on your left, have a piece of paper in front of you, write their name, and two tendencies with one exploit per tendency. Go to the next player to his left, two to your left, do the same thing. Write down two tendencies and one exploit each, and then proceed around the table until you get everybody two tendencies with one exploit each. If you're playing a six max game, it's possible you're going to be writing down 10 different tendencies with 10 completely different exploits. So you're playing that one table. You've got 10 tendencies, 10 exploits. And, you know, uh, multiple opponents could have the same tendencies and the same exploits. But try for 10 different tendencies and 10 different exploits. Now, you want to pull the trigger on those exploits at every opportunity. Now, the study with purpose task for you. Over your next four study sessions, choose one specific player each day to analyze. Preferably, choose a player that you often face, right? If you see Bob, you have a thousand hands on Bob, analyze Bob. Don't analyze Susan, who you only have a hundred hands on. What you want to do when you pull up their information um, in your database, or if you're playing live, you're just thinking about this player, ask the question, 
What do they tend to do and how can I exploit it? So whip out that poker journal, make a list of 10 or more exploits on each player you analyze over the four study sessions. And if you imagine this, you have four study sessions, it's possible you're going to have at least 40 different exploits that you know you can use against these four players. And the great thing, you can use these exploits against anyone else with the same tendencies. So you want to use this list of exploits as your pre-session warm-ups to prepare yourself for maximal exploits. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Thank you so much for listening today. Please go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod four five six to help you take notes with everything that you learned. And of course, in the sidebar on the right at the top of the sidebar, sign up for my brand new webinar. Learn the three secrets to profitable online poker and start crushing the stakes, building that bankroll and moving up. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.